Good evening and a warm welcome to everyone, especially those that are new attending this prayer meeting for the first time. Welcome to the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. We give you thanks, Father. We give you praise. We thank you for all the testimonies that come tonight. This is out of your glory, out of your mercy, out of the grace that you pour into our lives. Thank you, Jesus, in advance for all the good that you continue to do with us, continue to do in us. You are doing a new thing every single day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, let us have a, let us start with the testimonies and give glory to God. Remember, just as Revelations 12 verse 11 says, you overcame the accuser by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. So do not hold it back, just as Brother Vivek was saying a little while ago. Please speak out. Whatever tiny little thing, even if it's the tiniest thing the Lord is doing in your life, please speak out. Give him glory, for he is worthy of it. He's worthy of more than that, actually. So let's give him praise and honor. Who would like to go first? Amen, brother. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I want to thank and praise the Lord Jesus, who is our high priest and who is in the Holy of Holies with our Father, interceding for each one of us. Today morning, as I was just brushing my teeth and I just closed my eyes, I saw Jesus and he's murmuring a prayer. So I saw Jesus as a high priest and he is praying on our behalf, on each one of us, for each one of us. And I thank and praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father, for Jesus who is interceding perpetually on, in heaven for each one of us. And I thank the Lord. And I saw the family member before leaving. He waited as though it felt as though the thief is caught and he has to restore back whatever the thief has stolen. Sevenfold in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm, I'm so grateful to God that I'm in my own house. I'm blessed with a shelter, with clothing, with food on my table. And it could have been otherwise. And I thank the Lord. I thank for the, the Lord's faithfulness to me in all, all days, all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for interceding for each one of us all those who are interceding and i felt the the inter, the worship of sister shenin so powerful when she was singing i enter into the holy of holies i there was a mighty deliverance for me thank you jesus thank you sister shenin thank you glory to god hallelujah hallelujah amen amen there indeed was amen. a powerful presence yes go ahead sister uh, good evening brother I would like to praise and thank God every minute of the day because he's really helping me in everything that I do, blessing me daily. Every second is blessing us. And all that we want is really helping us in the things where situation comes. And he's really there, his presence there for me and my family and whoever we pray for. I'd like to thank God abundantly in uh, his presence always in us. Amen. Thank you, brother. Asi. Amen. Thank you very much. Amen. Amen. Hello, brother Rasan. This is Rashmi yes. here. I would yes, like course, to praise sister. and thank the Lord for the gift of life and all his blessings on me and my family. Um, last week, 
mom was not keeping well previously only in the previous week she was not too well because she had again gotten asthma attack and uh, she was having breathing problem and also and uh, some restlessness she had a um, like gas problem so you know we we were just treating her with the family physician he said okay uh, you know she has come in the rain and whatever so like all that so we were like just okay that she is okay it's only gas it's only gas but we really don't know when mom got that massive attack what happened in the night in, we really have no idea but i praise and thank the lord that even after that even the doctor said that you should be very thankful to god that you know your mom is fine i was just thanking the lord because this holy spirit brisbane group has taught me to thank jesus all the time from the time i get up till the even if i'm sleeping all night i'm saying thank you jesus thank you jesus and i've learned this only from y'all it's really a blessing to be part of this group everyone praying and everybody interceding for mum and mum is back again home happy walking up and down where people had all told me now see this will happen that this doctors will you know more money they'll be they'll they'll say to do this but nothing nothing all that never happened at all we had so good destiny helpers around us who helped us in the works what we were doing as well as to grow in faith and we i with all courage i can say that the the divine mercy and rosary group really helps a lot in interceding for each one each one even brother russell and sister shanine when you are praying in the morning it it is so powerful that gives us the strength for the day that we don't know when that day in a single day we don't even remember that we have not heard it and we are, we eagerly wait that we have got up and we want to hear hear more and more and reveal god's word into our minds and hearts we are thankful to all of you and not forgetting brother savio's reflections who keep us really lively in what we should do what we should not do i don't know where i would have been if i was not part of this group and such a big praying family which has brought mom in a weeks time home and she's all perfectly fine only means i don't let her take her own food like previously what she used to do but all remaining everything else she's on her own going to the washroom and all i thank you jesus thank you thank you for this miracle which has taken place in our lives thank you thank you holy spirit brisbane group thank you everyone god bless you all god bless you too sister this is the holy spirit's group so we should thank him it's all his work praise god thank you jesus yes who else would like to share what the lord is doing in their life how he has blessed you this week Uh, Hello, brother. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Hello, brother. I would also yes. like to praise and thank the Lord for the week that has gone past by, and really for this Holy Spirit uh, prayer group that really strengthens me every day. And I would also like to thank the Lord for getting Mum home safely. and thanks to all the prayers that were lifted up for her uh i being so far away i know i couldn't go there but you know being the part of the prayer group this time 
nothing there was no fear that came into me i knew she would be fine uh, because every day the prayers were lifted up and we talking to god in our own personal prayer space that really gave me the courage you know to face the situation and i like to thank god for this week that has gone past by with so many challenges and it's i think only because of this prayer group and the prayers that we get the strength to pass each day thank you jesus thank you for all your blessings on all of us thank you thank you lord thank you jesus yes brother ani uh, yes rasul uh, um I'd like to thank the glory of god that's always with us even though uh, uh the situation is my job it's 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 not bad but uh, just the changing times and i and um i start about 6:30 and and uh, i i was i'm able to i'm not as uh often to come into the meetings at, in the morning encounters but as, as i said there's i thank the lord for the technologies that that are that are available to us um that we can now go back and receive the, and uh, listen to the recordings which is uh, uh really good um but and i also th- but i also thank the lord for opening new doors to in, in our job prospects so we um for any for any some um, uh, monies that are which which are really needed is like the answers our our inner in, in our thoughts even sometimes we don't uh, uh pray for it the, the the holy spirit intercedes in Jesus name for us and the blood of Jesus his mercies always pleads for us now we are thankful to have a blessed and faithful god that that at times when we I uh, cannot pray we have got this blessed holy spirit prayer group uh interceding for us as well now and, uh, and there's many things that are fortunate in emates ways so um unimaginable but when you sit back and really think about it you pick up little insights that are very comforting and i like to thank god for his word that it's not only for me but also uh, that we confess that that like the i confess boldly it's for me and my family and the holy spirit, spirit prayer group i ask the lord to sh- that that it it's for them and to share with all those even those the ones who cannot pray in the strangers for more everywhere around the world who are in most need and he always in Jesus name he's always there to listen and hear us and i'm sure he's doing his many wonders because his mercy is in great and his grace is upon us and i would just like to thank um to have such a faithful true living god that we can always go back and lean towards when we're sometimes uh sometimes feeling a little bit down or even sort of like think that uh you know we're missing out on stuff like that but when we just think about all these uh blessings and when we go back and I confess boldly just brings 
the truth back, and we're not and we're uh, we're not as lonely. We become um, spiritually fulfilled, and we start to feel the joy that accompanies us. And uh, this late in this last uh, last week, I was just fortunate for um, to go up and be in Darwin just for my uh, my my cousin's uh, wedding. And stuff like that, and I, I, I like to thank the Lord that He, that I prayed to Him that with our three-day journey, that all His angels and ministering spirits upon everyone, even the Holy Spirit prayer group, everywhere you go, that He's listening to our, their prayers, and it all goes forward into every each and every member of the of the groups and their families and extended families, and I was I'm very fortunate that. He was there with us and at the at the wedding and just to see the blessings of, of all my cousins as well and I was happy to uh, just say a prayer for for him before we left and all in I was very uh, I felt very happy that the Holy Spirit uh, um, made me sort of like stand up and say a prayer for everyone for all the for there's many of them that I did not know too well but it was it was such a blessing to actually just say a prayer the, that is the blood of Jesus is upon every member of the family and the Holy Spirit prayer group and all his blessings it, it's just a wonderful uh feeling to uh have the spirit of our living God in every way that is always present. So you're not so lost, you're not so lonely that, you know, you can, as it is written, you know, nothing can separate me from the love of Jesus. So, and that, that goes for every one of us. And it's just good to have such a, a God so big and so loving and just, just overcomes all kinds of adversities and doubts and fears and, I'm just blessed with everyone in the spirit, you know, just giving also giving us a, a healthy body when people get sick. I see some people even at our work coming sick and, you know, they struggle through the day. They have to take a day off, but they come in some another two, uh, three days later, you know, and they're looking well, again, I'd like to thank the Lord for his blessings that we can recover. They've given us the bodies to fight diseases and recover. I'd like to thank the Lord for just the tremendous uh, doings in our lives. And so fortunate, I give glory and honor and worship to our Lord thy God, the Lord God of hosts, the Holy One of Israel. He is, he is here, the same God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? Brother Russell Shanine here. I'd just like to praise and thank the Lord just for an amazing week. Even though yes. I was very much tested, I have to praise and thank the Lord for all those testing times because he's actually teaching us, showing us something. Yes. I thank, I thank the, the Holy Spirit 
um, for the wonderful Divine Will conference I went to, just amazing insights that he's teaching and opening up uh, to me and, and a lot of other people and and what that means for our life, our prayer group. Um, because when he implants in one person in our prayer group, the whole prayer group benefits from that. Yes, that's right. That's true. Because we're all part of the body of Christ. Yes. So I'd like to praise him just, just for the, the beating of my heart, for my family, the air we breathe, the food we have, the house we live in, the roof over our head. Amen. And praise and thank you for the prayer warriors and every single person on this prayer group that each of us hold up in prayer every day. And, and thank you for your powerful ministry and, and Brother Vivix and Brother Xavier Janella and Daphne. I'd like to thank Daphne for, for um, doing the PowerPoint and being blessed by doing that. I just like to thank you for the insights and being open to the Holy Spirit and what you're teaching and just in this time of testing because I know that a lot of what you're teaching you're experiencing and have experienced and so is each each one of us but you to a to a massive degree and I'd like to praise the Holy Spirit for what he's implanting in you brother Russell and for your ministry and for taking that on it's just a powerful ministry and the insights and the teaching that you're given each one of us. And we give glory to God for that. Praise you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It is his mercy. Without his mercy, we can't move and finger. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? Yeah, brother, I'd like to go next. <laughs> yes, yes, go ahead, brother. Okay. Uh, thank and praise the Lord for a wonderful week gone by as uh, I, so like Sister Shanin, have been tested uh, like crazy the whole week at work and I couldn't see anything coming by and I just was continuously focusing on the Lord and continuously thanking Him and praising Him and the evil was continuously there so I, I know this is pure warfare and that's for the message I got during the entire praise and worship was warfare and not just praying. As believers we are called to stand up and proclaim and God's word and fight the good fight and yeah so we are not fighting against flesh and blood we are fighting against principalities and evil forces in the wicked realm thank and praise you Lord that I'm alive today I'm part of this wonderful Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group it's such a privilege to be part of it and it's so joyful to be part of a wonderful family I remember we are one family we may not see each other but we are one in spirit and that's what we need to be as Christians one in spirit if anyone recognizes each of us, they should say, yeah, we are one of them. We are one because we are believers and we all believers come under one, under the Lord Jesus and we are one spirit in him. We are not two spirits. We thank and praise you, uh, the Lord, for the morning encounters, Brother Russell, for this powerful ministry God has given you to continue 365 days a year to ensure that we are fed with the spiritual mana daily, not a single day being excluded. Just like we breathe in, we wait for the word of God to come in and feed us early morning so that we have our daily dose of the Holy Word. And we have the evening Holy Rosary. I think that's the biggest powerful intercession tool that we have compared to any other Holy, any other prayer groups where we have the powerful intercession of Mother Mary 
who intercedes for all of us and and the family that prays together always stays together and we pray together brother sabir's yes. powerful reflections that are really life changing and that's again a calling i always believe brother that you and brother sabir have been called into this ministry and we should thank your families for giving us this two wonderful brothers who are just doing you know they are calling with total obedience to christ knowing that only he is the provider and we should continue praying for them for their ministry because this is a calling it's not just them chosen but they have to continue ministry throughout their last breath and god will provide all their needs according to his riches in glory amen. in christ jesus amen and we also pray for sister shanine and sister janella and also for me and the ministries that i follow and god has given us and for all sister jane and every person in the path in this holy spirit wisdom prayer group that even sister daphne who uses the powerpoint anyone doing anything for the lord on this prayer group even for the ones i thank and praise god for the ones that you know forward a message of yes. the holy spirit wisdom prayer yes. group and send it to yes. others remember even if we forward a message to somebody you planted a seed whether they come or not but at least you did something for the lord and that is what matters that you acted in faith and if you pick up the phone and invite someone and gift a prayer group i'll tell you your seed shall be blessed always because you have planted a fruit in someone's life and that that seed will always become a tree and the fruits of that tree will always bless your generations and i i just pray that everyone testifies today and say thank you jesus for the wonderful week gone by thank you for giving us the breath in our lungs for everything that we have today without you we can do nothing john 15:5 says that lord and we know that without you we are nothing we thank you lord for everything for being our life support for the word that is within us and always on our tongues on our lips speaking the powerful word of god in our daily life over situations and we know even the mountains shall be made into plains because god's word is so powerful we thank you jesus we give glory and honor amen thank you brother amen amen praise god thank you brother yes sister jane yes dear brother i i want to thank the lord for the week gone by brother yes praise god i was so the challenging week brother so facing spiritual battle the whole week that he was accusing me day and night i can say i was really close was not able to read my bible also but at times the only the word was my consolation there was a lot of questions in my mind arising yesterday brother and when i heard the yesterday's morning encounters all i really thank the lord all of my questions doubts that were in my mind were answered through you after the hearing the encounters i really was in tears i thank the lord for answering all my questions through brother rasi praise god it is his grace It's really been going through such a challenging week, but I know the Lord is doing something new. He has started something new, and as Philippians one six, He will carry it out and finish His work. What He has started. He who promised is faithful, and He has magnified His word above His name. So heaven and earth shall pass; that word shall not fail, but shall fulfill. all that it was ordained to fulfill that is why we herald it every time we start our prayer knowing and understanding this very truth the truth shall set you free that's what he said 
really thank the lord for all the teachings of brother because now as you say i'm able to join the dots between the verses to to apply it to reflect it what it really means to me that the, uh, that i really uh, it was really amazing but i was really thanking the lord for, for making it clear to me to making the scriptures clear to me making me understand it thank you brother thank you jesus we also have a testimony that was shared by one of the sisters on youtube i'm just looking at the youtube chat sister bena as well said i would like to testify that whatever i asked jesus in prayer the next day's encounter answers it for me so thank you jesus praise you jesus and we also have another testimony on our youtube chat which is posted by sister anita where she said i would like to thank and praise god for the successful operation the surgery on hana in removing the 16 by 18 cysts and saving both her ovaries praise god thank you jesus may i yes go ahead sister thank you jesus for this group and thank you for the blessings and the breath that i have <clears throat> that um that uh, my my i'm increasing my prayers and that i can help others and that i am born to worship and glorify god and uh, anything that goes before me is blessed anything is happening is blessed and i thank the lord for that amen amen short but beautiful testimony just giving glory to god giving him thanks for even the tiny little things in our life praise god thank you jesus is there anyone that's benefiting from the the daily reflections that brother savio posts on our on all our platforms and if you have been able to use whatever you have learned here in this prayer group to bless your family or bless anyone in your friend circle would you like to share that I think brother Savio wants to testify is that uh, yeah. yes yes, yes go ahead yes brother uh, i would like to thank uh, god for the gift of life this entire week that has gone by thank you lord for keeping me alive thank you lord for your mercy over us lord thank you for <coughs> covering us in your precious blood and for giving us your precious blood that we can cover our families and every member yes, of the brisbane prayer group Thank, thank you lord for your word thank you for working in our lives in every situation thank you for your blessings your favor and your miracles and healing in the entire brisbane prayer group and their families thank you lord for your goodness lord that chases us and every member of the prayer group thank you lord above all for your spiritual authority through every battle that comes our way because you have taught us how to fight every plan of the enemy thank you lord for being faithful as you have promised us thank you lord amen thank you lord you are always faithful and you always complete every good work that you have started in us This is what your word in Philippians one six says. So we thank you, Jesus. 
guests who also would like to share their testimony. Hello, Brother Russell. I would like to yes. share. Go ahead, Sister. I just want to th- say thank you, Jesus, for the gift of life, for His mercy, His favor that is upon me and my family. Thank you, Lord, for providing us for all that we need and even more than we can ask or imagine. Thank you, Lord, for family, for friends, for destiny helpers that have come our way. Thank you for the week that went by uh, and uh, everything you are working for our good in all situations. Uh, thank you, Jesus, for all the healings that our prayer warriors have received this week. Uh, we've been praying together and we have received answered prayers and I would like to thank and praise God for that. And I'll also thank you, Lord, that my car was not functioning too well and uh, fixing the problem would have uh, costed a lot of money. And I would like to say thank you, Jesus, that we were able to sell the car off without fixing. And even uh, uh, we got the price that we wanted. And everything happened so quickly that I didn't get the opportunity to say big prayers or anything. But in my mind, I just whispered, uh, Jesus, I surrender. I trust in you. And everything worked so fast. And I just want to thank and praise God for taking care of everything. So thank and praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It is it is just like a symbol. I'm reminded of, you know, they probably still runs that program from uh, WWE where they have tag team wrestling. And then you just tag him in and he jumps into the arena and says, you step out, now it's my turn. <laughs> and all That's we're true. doing is just surrendering and saying, now your turn, you go ahead and do it. Yes, yes. Simple um, surrender. And he says, now the battle is mine. Just five Praise words. So Jesus, yes. I trust in you. Just five words. Wow, powerful and, prayer. Very powerful things, prayer that is. Things just turned around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think I think this is a message to someone that is sitting here waiting and wondering, Lord, what do I do? That's your answers, brother or sister. Whoever has that question, this is your answer for you. Five simple words. Make your prayer. Get your answer today. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'd like to thank the Lord for this entire week for empowering me to complete the morning encounters the last couple of days despite health challenges. And he's still with me even today. Even this morning, I wasn't sure if I would have my voice intact this evening in order to be able to speak for this long session, but he's been merciful, he's been kind. So thank you, Lord, for your grace upon my life. Thank you for keeping me and my family. Thank you for blessing my bloodline. Thank you for blessing this house that you have given us, Lord, that bears your name and we stand as your body. We thank you, Jesus, that you are merciful, that you renew that grace for us every day. And we thank you that you are blessing everyone that is part of it. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to share their testimony? We can probably take another two, maybe. And then... Yes, go ahead, sister. Um, I would like to say thank you to the Lord for a beautiful week um, and for so many answers that I received through so much of time and reflection and uh, waiting on the Lord's answer or um, yeah, whether it was little things or big things. Um, I would like to say from the Sunday's morning encounter that I kind of took away deeper than a message. And you asked there um, if anyone recalls 
um, a situation in their life the Lord has used and turned it around. Um, and I, I cannot even begin to say how many, but there's many. And more than that many, I think there is the hand of God is, is so powerful. You can't explain kind of where you're at with your journey. But every day is like, it's a thrilling experience to know you wake up and you are alive. And your day is going to go through just as, um, you know, even before you start to pray, um, your day is ready for you and you manifest a good good week, a good day ahead just when you wake up. Um, you're only speaking into existence what God has already got in plan for you. And he has you right where he wants you to be, no matter what the evil one tries, what the enemy has in plan. Um, we are here to be warriors to defeat every every plan he has with the power of his word. So um, yeah, I'd like to thank the Lord in particular for my uh, day. There is always a beautiful, miraculous Friday, and it's the best day of the week. I always look forward to what miracle I will see most in the week. It always happens on a Friday, and today I um. I had to go for a check and um, yeah, it planned. I mean, I, I got it in my mind as something else, but God planned it out for me in the best possible manner. And I'm very thankful and I'm very at peace because I know that he's got everything organized for me and I'm not afraid. I'm not even worrying about it in a way I would before. I knew what God would do for me already. So, yeah, thank God for this day and I thank him for everything he's done. Um, blessing our family, protecting us, keeping us safe and his precious blood that saves us from every situation. Um, there are never any words sufficient to say a thank you, but I'd like to say all the same, Lord, you're amazing. You are an awesome God awesome is not, not even the word I'm looking for. It's just absolutely mind-blowing what God can yes. do for you. When you put all yes. your faith, if you start with a little, and even that mustard seed, it grows into a tree. Like it's growing, it's growing, and it's trying to find more room inside you. And it's yes. growing today, you know. We can't cut it off because... We don't want to because we feel we are going to water this seed, this plant. We are going to see it flourish, grow, bear fruit, whatever season. It doesn't matter. We have it there and it's always going to um, pull through for us, give us abundantly what we need. And all week I've been hearing the word abundance and Romans 8.28 as well, um, which has been kind of been a highlight of the week which I think the Lord is trying to tell me that like you there are a lot of people who probably in a very um, difficult place or hurting place and he's already gone there he's already prepared the way um, it's only left for us to start announcing this to others and ourselves that we'll be alright we'll be better than alright we'll be fine we'll be blessed we'll be abundantly blessed so yeah, I thank thank the Lord for that. And 
uh, continue to pray for all our friends of this group and extended members of the family and whoever is needing prayer. Thank you, brother. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Thank you, Jesus. Marshallin, would you like to unmute and speak your testimony that you've typed on YouTube? Give him the glory. Speak directly to the Holy Spirit. Tell him what you have to say. Okay, probably hesitant. I'll just read out what's written. So this has been posted by Marshall and Anthony, who has said, I would like to thank and praise God for the successful minor surgery of my dad. And also that I am so glad that the Holy Spirit guided me to attend this session for the first time. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. And let Marshall and their family be blessed abundantly in every aspect, Lord. They might grow in the spirit and prosper. And as they grow and prosper in the spirit, let them prosper even in the physical, in the name of Jesus. I pray 3 John 1 verse 2 over Marshallin and the family in the name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Let your presence stir into that home. Let there be a fresh wind of your spirit blowing. Let them experience that, that change, that wind of change, this change of seasons in their lives as well, Lord. In the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I think we'll get into tonight's Bible study session. Before that, I'll just make a few quick announcements. So very warm welcome once again to all those that are attending for the first time. I've shared the link to join the Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group. I'll just share it again in case you would like to join our telegram group where you can post your prayer requests. You can pray with others as well and you will get notifications of all our um, prayer meeting sessions that we run during the day and during the week. And then you can join in and have links to join in as well. So we run uh, morning encounters that are run every day, 365 days a year at 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. <clears throat> You can convert it to your local time in case you are in a different country and join accordingly. We also have our daily Divine Mercy and Rosary Chaplets that are run Monday to Thursday at 7 p.m. in the evening. And then on Fridays, they run at 3 p.m. in the afternoon because we have the Bible study session in the evening where praise and worship commences every Friday from 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time onwards, followed by um, uh, Confession of Scriptures testimony time and then at around this time or so 7 30 in the evening we have the topic of the the evening that's run brother savio's powerful daily reflections are also posted on all our channels including our social media platforms youtube facebook as well so please uh, if that is blessing you you are feeling that there's a message that has answered your queries Share those with your friends and family. Share the prayer group also with your friends and family. Invite them to attend sessions or you can point them to the recordings as well. Recordings are stored on our YouTube page. They're stored on our Spotify podcast page as well. You can look us up by searching Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group and the links are also posted on our Facebook page. I've also shared the links for our I Confess Boldly scriptures earlier 
We had a new edition this week where the Marathi version of I Confess Boldly has been added to the folder. I might just share the link again for all those that joined later. So you can download whatever works for you, whichever language is suitable. You can find the PDF in this folder. This is a Google Drive folder. And you can choose whatever language suits you and download accordingly. So you can use that as your daily confessions. By the way, I've just also made um, a prayer of powerful confessions, assertions about ourselves that we will declare. Hopefully, time permitting towards the end of the session, we will make that prayer. Otherwise, I'll just take it up next week. But I'll try and include it in today's session if possible. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> So we'll get into this evening's teaching session. We'll start our session, Lord, as we uh, begin our session this evening. I surrender all my faculties to you. I ask forgiveness for my sins, my limitations, my failures, my vulnerabilities. I empty myself out, Lord, to surrender to you. All of me, take all of me, give me more of you, Lord. Fill me with your presence, Holy Spirit. All my faculties I bring under your control. My body, my soul, my spirit. Let it be your voice that speaks through me, Lord. And let it be all for your glory. Let it be nothing of me, all of you. In the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. I cover and seal, Lord, everything that we speak, every person that is part of this prayer meeting, their families as well, by the precious blood of Jesus. We bring them under that blood covenant, Lord. As soon as they believe in their hearts and they confess with your mouth, we know, because your word says it, that they shall be saved. That covenant now applies to them. So I bring each one that has come here in faith today, even for the first time, Lord. Let that blood covenant cover them. Let your blood speak for them. Let your intercession stand for them when the accuser points a finger at them, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let there be atonement for them and their families. Let the grace of your salvation come to each of these homes today, Father. Let it come to these homes today. Thank you, Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word, as always, in all our prayer sessions. But proclaiming your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Each of us should declare this. Herald the power in your word. So that when you speak life, let there be life. Let whatever you have spoken over come to life in the name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Last week, we touched on the tests of Noah, the tests of Abraham, and then the tests of the three Hebrew boys as well, the test of fire. We reflected on those. Today, continuing that on a fourth part in our series, I'd like to touch on the tests of Joseph, the seven tests that Joseph, the son of Jacob, had to go through. And these are the tests that God will put a person through before he can give them an assignment in his kingdom. I don't like to use the word use, that is before God will use them because God does not use people. <laughs> Excuse me. He anoints them 
He blesses them as sons and daughters. And then he sends them to support his plans and his purposes after empowering them with every gift that they need, with every capacity, every, every talent, every skill that they need in order to go forth and carry that message with them, including boldness. So here we'll reflect on the journey through the wilderness <clears throat> and how God can put a person through a series of tests before he blesses them with abundance and with ministry in his kingdom. And this, this particular series that we are completing today, the series of seven tests, were all um, was what Joseph, the son of Jacob, experienced all of them together over a long period in his life. So let's look at what he had to undergo in order to attain glory. And some of you might be able to relate to this where you've been suffering for a long period of time and are wondering, Lord, when will my day of reckoning come? <laughs> and then at each stage, as we take each of these tests, I'd like you to reflect on what it means for your personal circumstances in your personal journey, your wilderness experience. So with that, Brother Savio, can we please go to um, Genesis 37, Genesis chapter 37. Now just for a little background, Joseph was the 11th son of Jacob. And while he was only 17, so we'll see from, we'll start reading from, well, we're not going to read as such, but I'll just get Brother Savio to highlight as I speak about them. While he was about 17 years of age, which that's covered in verse 5, 5 to 6, we see that he had a dream. There were two dreams actually he had. One was the sheaves, and then he had another dream where he saw the sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowing down to him. So the first one there, you see what's highlighted there was the they were binding sheaves of when they had harvested their grain and all the other sheaves were bowing down to his. Now when he told his family that dream about them, about his dreams to them, there was a bit of resentment, including from his father. But generally, when God places a calling on your life, he may start with dreams. There's a divine revelation that he wants to put on you. And then he gives you a promise. Remember, he gave Noah a promise. He gave Abraham a promise as well. We saw that last time. Now here, in this dream, it is sort of a revelation, sort of a promise that he's giving Joseph as well. That's where, when he places that calling on your life, his testing starts. Are you seeing how they are linked? So if God is giving you certain promises, beware, start getting your preparation going on. Because he will call you to the test. He will test you on that promise. He will test your shoulders to see whether they are able to carry the weight 
of the responsibility that comes with that promise. It is not just the enjoyment of the benefit. It's more importantly being able to sustain that weight or whether you will just buckle and run away. So the first test for Joseph starts almost immediately. If we move further down to verses 12 to 14, we'll see that Jacob asked Joseph to go from their home in Hebron to Shechem. See, in verse 13, you can see his brothers were grazing near Shechem and he asked Joseph to go and see how they were getting along, bring back a report. Now, after having such a divine calling, a revelation from God that he knew, Joseph could have said, no. In view of that divine calling, he would have said, I am called to be a prophet. I can't be bothered about going to check what my brothers are doing. That's a waste of my time. I need to be preparing for God's work. But the Bible tells you that Joseph went. You see there, the bottom line says Joseph arrived in Shechem, verse 14. He couldn't find his brothers. When you look further down to verse 15 to 17, it will tell you that when he didn't disagree, when he didn't find his brothers, he went the extra mile looking for them. He could have just gone to Shechem and told his father, you sent me to Shechem. I didn't find them. Here I am back. I have no report to present. Job done. He didn't return to his father. He didn't bother to say, I don't know where they are. He took the responsibility on himself for the job that he was given and he showed diligence. He didn't show a careless attitude. So that's our first test when God calls. The first test is the test of service. The question is, are we humble and ready to serve others? Or are we just taking pride saying God has anointed me? I can't be doing menial jobs or low jobs. I'm called to be a preacher. I'm called to be a prophet. Don't expect me to vacuum clean the church. If God is to use us, this is the first test of usability. He's looking and testing your service and service calls for humility. Are you honoring God by respecting your parents? By respecting those that God has placed on your life? By respecting those that he has placed in authority over you? So it's not just limited to home. This is limited to your, it is extended to your workplace, into your community, everywhere. Are you willing to do small jobs for him? I remember a pastor who shared his experience when he said, when I felt the call to preach and I approached my pastor, it means he approached his pastor. And the first instruction his pastor gave him was, go and mend the doors of the church. When people come, open the doors, let them in, shut the door again. So he was the doorkeeper. I remember God gave him a call to preach. He felt the call to preach. Yet the first job given to him was go and mend the doors. Next thing was go and clean the church pews. Are we willing to do Jobs that even push our dignity to a limit. 
Are we willing to leave our pride aside and go to work? That's the first test of your usability in the kingdom. The test of service. And if we have made that mistake of rejecting it, we can always go back to God and say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, but now I know. So I repent and I come back into the house. I cover myself in the blood of Jesus. I ask forgiveness and I ask for grace to make a fresh start again. For every time that we recognize we have that mistake, we are fortunate that he has left this door of repentance and grace open to us. So we should use it. Now moving on, his brothers already hated him after that dream because they were already starting to wonder, this is the 11th one. He's, he's like the second last. There are 10 brothers elder than him and then there's parents over him. And this one thinks like all of these will bow down to him. So they already started hating him for that. When they saw him coming, they planned to kill him. Look at that last line there. He said, here comes the dreamer. You can see it on your screen. Verse 19. But when you go further down, you see verse 21. When they thought, let's just kill him and throw him into one of the cisterns there. So that some pharaoh saying, pharaoh, some ferocious animal devoured him. The eldest of them, Reuben, said, let's not take his life, but don't shed his blood. Just throw him into the cistern. Which was a blessing in disguise. They could have killed him that day. So they ended up throwing him into the into a dry cistern, and so that he would remain there, hidden and unnoticed. That's your second test. The test where God hides you from your visibility. And the evil one during this time, the evil one may cut you off from all that you should have naturally received, all that should have come to you. Maybe your income will dry up. Maybe your favor will turn hostile. Maybe the ones that you trusted the most, in his case, it was his brothers. You heard Brother Vivek speak earlier about your own friends turning against you. Things turn hostile. You apply for jobs, you are more than qualified. Not a single one of them calls you for an interview. You are hidden from visibility. They can't see you. Here God is purifying your motives and your commitment. When this sort of a situation happens, you need to quickly identify, okay, that God is doing something here. It can't just be that everything turns against me. The question is, what do you then do when you are faced with such circumstances? He will wait and he will watch what you do. And in each one of these tests, the big thing that he will always check for is, are you still holding on to your faith? Or are you murmuring and complaining like the Israelites did in the desert? Which is why he has recorded that 
in the Bible and 40 years of that journey of murmuring so that we may learn from it to say this is how long your testing, your struggles can also be prolonged if you keep on murmuring and complaining. What should have taken you seven days might end up taking you a lifetime and you will wonder, God, you are unfair. Where are you? And he says, all that you ever did was you murmured, you complained. How could I have stepped in between It's a big question to think about. Lord, am I murmuring? And if I am, then I need to repent and turn away from it. I do not want his anger to come down on me. Are we making that mistake? And then the next question for you is, are you giving up on that dream? where he has called you? Or are you saying, God, you're unfair? Maybe you just lied. That is why the Bible specifically tells us he is not the son of man that he will lie. He is a God. The test of visibility can bring hardship, can bring jealousy from others. And it can leave you in a state of helplessness as well. But this test is aimed at purifying your motives, cleansing your heart. Remember last time in the fire, we talked about God being a refiner. He will put your heart through that furnace so that whatever impurities exist there, they will be tested, they will be purged out. So when you emerge on the other side of that purifying, you are rid from something that can no longer come back to you. He takes it on himself to pull you through that. All we need to do is work with him. We are not putting any extra efforts on our end. And when you are feeling weak in your moments of weakness, ask for grace. He understands our human weakness. He has been there. He has lived through it, through all the pain, through all the temptations. Jesus became man for that very purpose, so that when we say, Lord, I'm going through this, he says, I understand, I know. So we can talk to him. That's why that relationship with Jesus becomes very important for us. So that you have these personal conversations and say, Lord, I need grace. My knees are shaky. My faith is shaky. I'm not sure where to go, what the next step is. I need your direction. I depend on you. I'm clinging on to you. That's the test of your visibility. So moving on, just going ahead with the interest of time. We see next, the brothers saw a caravan of Ishmaelites. So you can see that in verse 25 onwards. And then they changed their mind. So instead of killing him and having to cover up for their crime, where they would have to go back and tell their father that a wild animal killed him, they decided to sell him to the Ishmaelites. Ishmaelite traders for 20 shekels of silver. You can see that in verse 28. 20 shekels of silver. 
who sells their brother for 20 shekels of silver? Your own brother, that too. But when you look around, you hear a lot of such stories today. People that have betrayed their own brothers. Now, so as if being kept cut off and hidden was not enough, now he was betrayed and even sold by his own brothers, the ones that he trusted, the ones that he actually came in search of. He had no business being there. His father told him, he obeyed. And look at what that obedience has brought him. What do you do when you did all the right things, you obeyed, you followed the laws, you followed the system, and yet you end up in trouble because of someone else's wickedness. And then you're wondering, Lord, why am I paying this price? What did I do wrong? Can you see Jesus' journey in here as well? And Jesus actually cried in his last moments and said, Father, if this cup, he didn't complain and say, Father, why am I paying the price for them? They are wicked. He said, Father, if this cup cannot pass away, he prayed for his wickedness. He prayed for that grace, that strength to carry on. This stage of Joseph is pretty similar to what Jesus went through. Jesus had a calling on his life as well. John 1 verse 29 tells you that. And then the father, it says, Matthew 3 verse 17 says, the father loved him a lot. J Jacob loved Joseph as well a lot. He was, he was the son that he loved the most. And all the other brothers knew it. That's why they were jealous. The dream added to that jealousy on top of it. And that's why all this hostility. There you see the Pharisees. Jesus said, I came to serve, not to be served. That's Mark 10 verse 45. Joseph also took up service and came in search of his brothers. And then instead of recognizing him, he was despised by the very people he came to. That's John 1 verse 11. Are you seeing what happened here when Joseph came as well? Same thing. To the extent that Jesus was also sold by one whom he called his own, Judas. Literally one of his own brothers, if you might call that knowing how close the apostles were to him. A very good analogy here. What do you do when you have to go through such a circumstance? This is the test of discouragement. The third test is the test of discouragement. There are many examples from the Bible as well where even the apostles encountered afflictions from false brethren. Paul talks about such encounters in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 26. What about Job? Job's own wife said to him, why don't you curse God and die? What happens when you are surrounded by trouble on all sides and you feel discouraged? Are you holding on to your faith? If anyone accuses you or criticizes you during this time, you need to remember they are most likely not your friends. And they could come in any form and any relationship. If they are discouraging you from the path that God has called you to, they are not your friends. Remember Peter said to Jesus as well, 
I will not let you go to the cross. And immediately Jesus recognizing who was behind that said, get behind me, Satan. What do you do when you are cut off? When you are not recognized? When nothing works for you? Everyone is betraying you as well. Those who should have celebrated your calling, they are the ones, very ones betraying you. And then you are mocked on top of that. Made fun of. To make matters worse, in some cases, even falsely accused by the very people that you called friends and brothers. We have seen personal examples of this situation as well. People that they called friends and brothers, those are the very ones that accused certain people of wrongdoing. This is a time of discouragement when maximum spiritual growth occurs. Maximum. God tests how much, literally how elastic you are, how much can you be stretched. It is like God has turned on the heat and the pressure on you so that whatever is in you will now start to surface. Your true nature will be tested and brought out. And if required, he will then mold it. It's just like a diamond that is formed in the earth. It only forms under intense pressure. If the pressure and heat is not enough, the diamond will not take its shape. The more the pressure and the heat, the higher the quality of that diamond. It's in that low state where you build your spiritual endurance that will last. That will stand the test of time when you go further into the next stages of you know, whatever works God has called you to fulfill. So he's not just testing you for the sake of testing. He's testing you to prepare you so that when that extra load is put on you, you are now resilient. You are now capable of handling it because you have been there before. Because you now understand it. And you will know in those circumstances, remember in those circumstances you will be in a war zone. In that war zone, you will not be left struggling, but you will know exactly what needs to be done. Because you have been there, you have been in the testing ground, you have been through the simulator, so to say. I hope that is that is blessing someone who is considering or relating to situations in their personal life here with this test. Moving on, we go to Genesis chapter 39 now. The stage is set in Egypt. The next phase with the the sorry with the Ishmaelites when he traveled. He was taken to Egypt and sold to Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's guards, the captain of the guards. Now notice verse 2 there. I'd like you to notice verse 2. The important thing to remember is you've seen Joseph through all these tests of discouragement, struggle, hidden from visibility. The important thing here is those first five words. The Lord was with Joseph. And so... He prospered. Even in your testing times, he will not leave you. 
So when Jesus said in Matthew 28, verse 20, I will be with you always, even unto the end of time, that includes all of these tests. No matter if he is silent, you don't hear a word from him. No matter you don't see any movement from him and all you're seeing is discouragement, failure, struggle, pain. He's still with you. And he ensures that what you are meant to achieve during that time, you will still achieve. So Joseph succeeded in all that he did as he served. Again, a test of his service and humility. Now, because he was a slave here, he couldn't even say, I am called of God. What do you mean that I should be working in your house as your houseboy? He chose to serve in humility. In all the disappointment and betrayal in that hidden cutoff state, God did not leave him. God will not leave you either. Right from the day of revealing the divine call on your life, the day he made the promise to you, the day you go through these tests as well, it is the same God still standing there and still saying, yes, I remember every word that I promised you. And I am still here with you to ensure that every word down to the letter will be fulfilled. That is why we keep saying, he who promised is faithful. Let that be the sword of the spirit for you in the times when you feel discouraged. It is that sword of the spirit that cuts through all fear, that slashes all doubt. That the enemy will bring in your mind to say, Nana, God is not going to fulfill it. He has forgotten about you. He is asleep. You must use the sword of your spirit. That's Hebrews 10 verse 23. He who promised is faithful. So Joseph, going back there, Joseph did his best and excelled. And so are you expected to do as well in whatever jobs you are assigned there. You might be working in a place where you're not entirely content and yet God is saying, keep doing what you're doing. This is part of your preparation. You're probably saying to him, Lord, the salary is not great. I would like to rise above. And he says, keep doing this as part of your testing. You have to heed that call and stick with the plan. It is a test of your perseverance, especially when you feel like quitting. When you don't hear him and you're thinking, God, where are you? What about your calling? Is this how it works? We have to remember here, his ways are not our ways. They are way above our ways. So we need to put our logical reasoning aside and trust in him. When what you're hoping for may not happen, and God is probably saying, sorry to disappoint you, but stick on and persevere. Now, he may not explicitly say this, but if he remains silent, that's what it means. If he has not said anything, you don't move. You keep doing what you are doing and keep asking for direction. Lord, what is the direction ahead? What is my next step? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to learn? So this test, the fourth test, is the test of your faithfulness. See, again, it's linked to the first one, service. Here it's faithfulness. 
that even in all of that inst uh, even in all of the situations of being let down are you still faithfully fulfilling your duties that you were assigned to keep doing your best even when conditions are adverse this is what Colossians 3, verse 23 and 24 talks about. We might just have someone type that in the chat. Colossians 3, verse 23 and 24, where it says, In all you do, do it with all your heart as if working for the Lord and not for a human master. You see that reflected here in Joseph's attitude when he kept working faithfully. And then when you look further down in verse 4, it says, Joseph found favor in the eyes of Potiphar and he became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted his care and entrusted to his care everything that he owned. Everything. The reward of faithfulness. Now if man can do this, what about God if you win his trust and his favor? And then God says, I put everything that I have in your care. Are you seeing when God said to Abraham, he literally willed the earth to Abraham and said, you shall be a blessing to all the nations. What sort of trust did Abraham win by his faith and by staying faithful? This is why the relationship with God becomes important. The bigger focus is relationship. Moving next, we go on to the fifth one. And we see Potiphar now. Potiphar has given him charge over everything. but And it would be a big mistake for Joseph to imagine or assume that his dream had come to remember. He said, everyone, well, the 11 sheaves or the 11 stars, the sun, moon, and the 11 stars bowing down to him. Now, in this kind of job here where it says, Potiphar put him in charge of everything. Joseph could have been tricked into believing, I think my dream has been fulfilled. Isn't this what I thought or what I saw in my vision there? And with that blessing can come more tricky tests. If he had to assume that this is the dream fulfilled and stick there or stop there, all his further progress would have stopped. But even in the midst of that, while he's still being faithful, even more challenging tests can come. Now Potiphar's wife starts to take notice of him. When you look at verse 6 and 7, it says, he was handsome, he was well built, and all when she saw him, she invited him. Look at verse 7. She wanted to sleep with him. The important thing was when Potiphar, we saw in verse 4, Potiphar put him in charge of everything in the house. He probably wouldn't even bother checking. Joseph is an able and capable man. He's doing everything. It's all set and running well. I don't need to interfere. He probably wouldn't have even checked. What that means is no one would even know if Joseph were to go with her. Such was the trust that his master had on him. He could have misused that trust. 
in all this influence and recognition which his own family didn't give him. He was probably on top of the world now in his own eyes. And to make it even more like an icing on top, there's a woman here who the boss's wife himself, herself inviting him. Question here, in our modern day circumstances, what would most of us do when such an invitation is presented? That's a very big question. What would you do when you know that no one will find out? When all that you have prayed for is here and answered, you are in charge of everything, you have your dreams literally have been fulfilled. Do you take things for granted? Do you assume that this is your right? You have earned such invitations and you can do what you feel like because no one will know. Do you step forward? Many of us can often let our guard down and when everything seems to be going well, after a long period of struggle, we can make that mistake. A simple example of Potiphar's wife in our modern day life is when in the company, the boss gives you charge of all the finances, including the cash that is held in the office. And you are thinking, if I take out some of it, no one will know. That's Potiphar's wife, literally the devil, inviting you to say, no one will know, take it. You can enjoy yourself. The boss trusts you, see? What do you do in those circumstances? Joseph, on his part, refused to be a part of that sin. He stood the test of his faithfulness. Look at what he said in verse 9. Look at the highlighted second part of it, highlighted there. How could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God. He stood by his faithfulness. Remember the test of faithfulness was already just the preceding one. The fourth one. When this temptation comes. Are you standing by that faithfulness? Or are you succumbing to it? God wets your faithfulness in such situations. Where everything is going well. Are you true to the mission that he has called you for? Or are you just going to say, Lord, thank you for blessing my finances now. Let me just go on a world tour and enjoy myself. Because you have blessed me with the finances. Forget about uh, preaching and forget about ministry. I will come back after one month and then we'll see about it. And God says, sorry, that was not part of the plan. We need to think again. God wets your faithfulness. Are we taking those gifts for granted? The anointing that he has put upon our lives and then using it for personal benefits? Do we feel and use our pride there? Or do we seek personal gains? What are we doing there? That is a question each of us must answer when you face this situation. We are made stewards of creation, remember. And when he 
He blesses you with anointings, when he blesses you with gifts, that is not something you own. You are made a steward of it. It is something that you will pass down to someone else when you leave this earth. You are only a steward. We have to manage it responsibly and not bring our pride and ownership in the way. Are we being faithful, not just in the middle of our troubles, but even in the middle of our blessings? And there are two sides to that stewardship. One is misusing it and the other one is being too lazy or too busy to use it. That's exactly what the parable of the talents was talking about. The one that was given the one talent and he chose to bury it instead of doing something with it. So this is a test where you conduct your conduct, sorry, where your conduct your walking with God, your character is tested. Are you honest? Are you faithful? More importantly, are you still obedient to God? Critical questions we must ask ourselves before we move out of it. God will remain silent. He will push you to the questions and he will look at the answers that you give through your actions, through your behavior. The steps that you take, the actions that you take, that will tell him whether this person is still honest, faithful and obedient. Whether he can actually come back and say, well done, my good and faithful servant, now enter into my rest. Like he said to the ones that were given two talents and five talents. Or is he going to say, you wicked and lazy servant? Like the one that was given only one talent. They are very deep questions. The next thing we see here in the case of Joseph is because he refused to sin. Where you can see that highlighted word, he said, how could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Because he refused, he rejected her day after day, she falsely accused him. You can see that in verses 12 to 18. She caught him by the cloak. Come with me, she said. He escaped, but she used the cloak as evidence to frame him. And then he was thrown in jail for a crime that he didn't commit. Once again, a man innocently honoring the call to service, being faithful, yet thrown in jail, being accused of something he did not do. And you think, Lord, these same kind of tests are coming again and again and again. Am I that bad? What wrong did I do? I know a lot of us can ask this question. We can relate to such accusations. What about people fighting litigations for crimes that they didn't commit? Someone else stole the money from the office and yet you carry the blame for it. What about people whose reputation is destroyed for no fault of theirs? A person does a business deal with them and then accuses them of stealing money. 
What about someone who served with all honesty, looking after families, raising and educating their children, and yet they come back and accuse them of pedophilia? Someone lied somewhere and the other person has to bear the brunt of it all. In the case of Joseph, the plot only gets thicker. He was thrown into jail and there he met the cupbearer and the baker. He prophesied to the cupbaker that he would be free shortly. And he interpreted, sorry, he revealed his gift of interpretation of dreams. You see that in Genesis 40 verse 14, next, the next chapter, brother. Genesis 40 verse 14, he even said to the cupbearer, when you go to the king, please remember me and do me a favor. Show me some kindness, mention me to the Pharaoh so that he can get me out of here. And then subsequent verses tell us that the cupbearer forgot. As soon as he got out of jail, he forgot. What happens when you have helped someone, you have blessed them, and they totally forget about you? What happens when someone else gets what you want? In this case, for Joseph, it was freedom. He would have loved to go free. The cupbearer got free and didn't bother coming or, or even putting a reference to the king about him. Two more years spent in the jail pondering over this. This is a test of jealousy and unforgiveness and bitterness. What do you do in such circumstances? Do we celebrate a friend who got a promotion that we were so much coveting, hoping that we would get it and then he got it? Or are we jealous and are going to say now, let me find a way to pull him down? Do we celebrate a brother who, or a friend who is financially better off than us? Or are we jealous? Are we competitive? Are we carrying that crab mentality to pull others down? How do you respond to someone whom you have helped? They have received the benefits of your kindness and then they have forgotten you. When it's your turn, they say, sorry, I don't have the resource. I can't help you or I am too busy. When it's their turn, a friend in need has now not become a friend in need. Sometimes you even know that they can help. They have the ability to help. and yet. You don't see anything coming from their side. What do you do? Do you curse them? Do you bless them? Or do you say like Joseph was in prison now, do you say, let me get out of prison and then I'll teach him a lesson. I will bring him to remember everything that he has forgotten. Are we seeking that kind of vengeance? This is a test of jealousy, unforgiveness and bitterness. And what God will look at is, what are you saying in such circumstances? What is in your heart will be seen on your lips. 
Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart, for out of it are all the issues of life. Whatever is going on in there, whatever is cooking and stirring up in there, is what will reflect in the words you speak. We will touch more on this tomorrow. By the way, this is our topic for tomorrow's morning encounter. If you are new to the prayer groups, prayer meeting here, you are liking what you're hearing, I'd encourage you to join morning encounters. You get these tiny little nuggets every morning for about eight or 10 minute reflections, half an hour of prayer time every morning. It's a good way to start your day. So do join us. We welcome you to those sessions. You can also listen to the recordings. They are there on YouTube. Every single one of them are posted on YouTube every day. <clears throat> so moving on, the next one, the seventh test is the test of faith. And that test of faith keeps coming again and again in different forms. Why? Because that faith is very important. Every single time you are faced with a challenge where you are battling against the enemy, it is your faith that is your shield. If that shield is not strong enough, a single strike by the enemy on that shield will crack and break it. Your faith is the difference between success in your season of testing and failure. In case of Joseph, he remained for two more years there after the cupbearer was let out. There was no news from the cupbearer. In that time, God was silent too. Remember earlier we saw it said there God was with him. Now, there is no mention of anything being said by God. God is silent too. That silence can be frustrating. Because here, the Bible says that it took two more years. But in reality, when you're going through that test, you don't know whether it is two months, two years or 20 years. Only God knows how long that phase would be. For Noah, we saw it was probably around 120 years. For Abraham, it was 25 years. And for Joseph, now he's already spent probably 10 or 15 years struggling, a few of those in jail. And now two more years added on top of it. That's how long. And all along, the expectation is he will hold on to his faith. He could probably be saying to himself, maybe it was just another dream. It wasn't my calling. This has been too long now. I think I gave up. Maybe it wasn't prophetic at all in the first place to start with. It was just another dream. Why? Because so far, everything that he has experienced in these last 10 or 15 years of his life are exactly the opposite of where that dream should actually be taking him. That's what testing will do. God, in that testing, it takes you backwards before he can push you forward. So if we are expecting the call or the promise said something and I've not moved one inch forward, but I've moved 20 inches backwards, think again. That is part of the process. Joseph could have even been playing the victim and out of self-pity saying, my life is a wreck. What good can come out of it? Many of us do that. And then we reach this far and we give up. And all God is saying, hold on. Hold on to your faith. When Pharaoh had a dream, eventually, that's when the cupbearer remembered Joseph. 
He said, oh, I know someone that can interpret dreams. And now Joseph had to take a step of faith. If he had to get the dream interpretation wrong, then it means he could have been executed or still worse, he would spend the rest of his life in jail and wonder what happened to the dream about the sun, moon and the 11 stars bowing. Game over. But he saw it as an opportunity and he stepped out in faith. And then the rest became history. When God reveals your gift to you, then he changes your life completely. When I say gift, this is not your talent that you have been using so far to earn your salary at your job. That is not the gift we are talking about. It is that gift which when God places on your life, it offsets even the need for you to earn a salary. So that when that gift is realized and activated, you will only work for him and you don't need to work for anyone else anymore. He takes care of your finances so that you can take care of the job, the, the project that he has given you. I'd like to make a quick prayer there actually. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, let that gift be revealed to each one, Lord. That gift that you have placed on their lives when you ordained them, before you formed them in the womb, as your word in Jeremiah 1.5 says, you knew them through and through and you ordained them to be your prophets. So the gift that you have placed on their life, let that gift be revealed, Lord. So that when you place us in that position to use it, when it's activated, then there is no looking back. Then there is no thinking twice. And we boldly step ahead in faith in the name of Jesus. I ask that prayer, Lord, and I release it in faith. Let each one that seeks to be connected with their gift be granted that grace, be united with that gift. Lord, let it be revealed to them. Amen, Lord. In the case of Joseph here, when he got the interpretation right, he was not only freed from prison. In fact, Pharaoh told him, since you have interpreted this for me, you have a good understanding of what this dream means. Why don't you take charge and just see to it that it's completely managed? He was made second in command after Pharaoh. Even above Potiphar, the one that he worked for and he worked in his house as a houseboy. He became his boss as well now. So now whenever Potiphar's wife came before him, I wonder what Joseph would have said to her. He could have even found reasons to put her in prison if he wanted. After all, he was second in command. He could have taken revenge. But the Bible records no such thing. No hostility towards Potiphar or his wife. No one. The wilderness forged in him the character that would build his life, that would build his family, that would build leadership positions in him as well. That's what these kind of testings are meant to do within each of us. And the key in all of them is holding on to our faith and having a reverence for God. That no matter the conditions, 
we don't stop speaking, acting, and obeying God's word. David had a similar chance for revenge as well. Thrice, actually, the Bible records, thrice he had a chance for revenge. Once was on Nabal, who didn't want to provide food for David and his men. And then twice on Saul, the very King Saul, who was hunting David to kill him. And David was actually running and hiding. And then while he was in the cave in Adullam, we reflect on that. There's a very powerful reflection on the, his experience in the cave there. That will probably come two weeks later. But he had the chance to kill King Saul at that time while he was twice, not once, twice. Killing Saul meant that he would not have to run anymore. That very same day he could be king. And yet David said, I cannot kill God's anointed servant. That was his test. And he held on to his integrity even during that time. Going back to Joseph, he turned out to be a blessing for Egypt in the time of famine. And then when you see how God works, when he wants to lift up someone, he can shut all doors to everyone else so that no one could interpret Pharaoh's dream. And only opened the door to that interpretation, that wisdom, that understanding only be given to Joseph. So that he is the only one that has an answer. So when you hold on to God there, that's his jealous love that starts to reflect. When he starts to step into that situation, he said, you have waited long enough, I'm convinced, now it's my turn. Then we see that Joseph called his family to live with him in Goshen as well. And he became their provider. The sun, the moon, the 11 stars who were struggling with famine in their own country were now bowing down to him here in Egypt. God's promise was fulfilled. So the question here is, are you holding on to what God promised you in faith? Are you holding on? When everyone deserts you, even hope seems to be hopeless. Even in the prison, God gave him favor with the wardens. God was with him all through. That is what we need to remember. That God, even in our testing times, in our trouble, in our failures, he is still with us. It might look like God is punishing you, but it was actually his mercy working to refine you. We have to renew our mind to understand what was going on there? What do I learn from it? And how am I going to apply it in my life? So what should my actions be? Am I going to grumble and complain? The next question is, are you too focused on your dream or your prayer that you fail to see the little instances of God's favor in your life? That you fail to notice that he never really left you. Because the dream will look big and the failures will also look big. Failures will look so big that the tiny little blessings that come with it every day will look too tiny to even be noticed. 
are we renewing our mind to the point where we look at pain as part of our training god was training you to be right where he wants you to be look at what joseph says when he makes himself known to his family so we go to genesis 45 now i'm just fast forwarding there genesis 45 verses 7 and 8 and we'll conclude with that one so if you're wondering why god tests you so much look closely this is what joseph realized at the end of all those years of trials and tribulations his brother would you like to read that but god sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance so then it was not you who sent me here but god he made me father to pharaoh lord of his entire household and ruler of all egypt you see he's saying to his brothers now it was not you who sent me here by selling me to the ishmaelites it was god who sent me here and his purpose was to preserve for you a remnant remember this family is god's chosen people the chosen race it was this one family only and from that he said despite this famine everywhere people will struggle lives will be lost but my job was to preserve a remnant so when he says remnant there is talking about a ministry now we are called to preserve a remnant as well and add to that fold of the remnant of god the chosen race and then to save lives and bring a great deliverance that's the next part as you can see there that's how he concludes that it was not you who sent me here by selling me but it was actually god who sent me and look at how he's blessed me he made me father to pharaoh lord of his entire household and ruler of all egypt so if you are wondering lord why so many tests look at my life i'm going continuously undergoing tests the the simple analogy i would like to draw there is that of you schooling most of us would have completed 12 years in school so so primary secondary higher secondary or high school every time you completed a term or a semester in each of those years if you recall there were tests so if there were four tests in a year four series of tests in a year if you are completing 12 years of school you would have at least undergone 48 series of tests when i say series because there is multiple subjects in each of them so look at how many tests now it's the same system what are they testing how much have you absorbed of what has been taught to you what you have learned during that journey that's how important testing is and then when your testing is certified it is those certificates that you take with you when you go to jobs and they say well 
If that certificate says that you are capable of doing this and you understand this subject well, I'm happy to employ you. That's what God is saying with ministry as well. You have passed the test. Now your shoulders are strong enough to endure and hold on to the burden that I'm ready to put on you next, the calling which I've placed on your life. So now I'm convinced that you are able to take that next step. With that, we'll conclude today's session. Next week, we'll take a short break. There'll be a short different topic because I'm away. And the following week, we'll continue with this. We'll continue with part five. As I mentioned, we'll look at um, we'll look at tests of Jesus. We'll look at also the ultimate test that God can put you through. And then we'll look at the tests of the cave experience. David in the cave of Adullam and what we learn from there. That's another such test that is sort of related to and similar to what Joseph had to endure here. And there you will see another new perspective there. So hopefully that will bless you as well. And like I said, I'll just make a quick prayer. Sorry that we've gone a little over time. But as I promised that prayer, I'll just quickly read it. I would like you, you can make a note of those scriptures and probably use them in your daily life. This is self-confessions about yourself. You can probably use this in your morning prayer every day. So I'll quickly read that. And by the way, it's it's in my Bible so that I can read it from my Bible when I need to. I just wrote scribbled on it there itself. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I command, as Psalm 45 verse 2 says, I am the most excellent of men. My lips are anointed with grace. and God has blessed me forever. As 1 Samuel 3.19 says, I have grown and the Lord is with me. None of my words fall to the ground. Lord, as you blessed Samuel, bless me too. As Job 22 verse 28 says, I decree things and they are established for me and the light shall shine on my ways. God's favor is on me. As Job 22 verse 29 says, Lord, there is a lifting up and you shall save the humble and the innocent one. You shall save me. As 1 John 2 verse 20 says, Lord, I have been anointed by the Holy One and I have knowledge. As Matthew 7 verse 7 says, I ask and it is given to me every time I ask in the name of Jesus. As Psalm 68 verse 9 says, God loads me daily with benefits. So I am blessed. As Hebrews 1 verse 3 says, Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. And as Ephesians 2 verse 6 and 7 says, I am seated with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So I am above all principalities, all powers and every other rank of angels. And I speak from that position of advantage. As Proverbs 26 verse 27 and Psalm 57 verse 6 say, Let him who digs a pit for me or my family fall into it himself. He who rolls a stone for me, let it roll back unto him and over him. As Isaiah 54 verse 17 says, No weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. But every tongue that accuses me, including Satan the accuser, I shall condemn him. 
lastly, there was one that was inspired to me today. This is from Psalm 112, verses 1 to 3 that says, Lord, I come to you in reverence and fear, and I delight your commands. And so my children shall be mighty in the land, the generations of the upright, my generations will be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in our house and our righteousness endures forever. We claim this in the name of Jesus. We say amen. You can use this as declarations over your own self every single day or every time you are feeling down. This is especially uh, scriptures that can be used in your personal spiritual warfare when you are under attack to remind yourself. So we'll end with that tonight. God bless you all. Have a good weekend ahead. And we shall see you back next Friday at our next Bible study session. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you, Brother Russell.